Greetings to you all. The name of this presentation is Jacob and Esau, a tale of two brothers. After Abraham's death, the Lord confirmed the same covenant with his son Isaac. Isaac was 40 when Abraham's servant brought him Rebekah to be his wife. Like Sarah, Rebekah was also barren. But Isaac entreated God for her, and she became pregnant with twins. While Rebekah carried the twins in her womb, they struggled and fought against each other, so much so that she wondered how she remained alive. God told her that there were two nations within her, and that the elder would serve the younger. Now when it was time for Rebekah to deliver, the first baby was red and hairy. He was named Esau. But the second baby came out holding on to the heel of Esau. He was smooth all over, and his name was Jacob. Did you know that the name Jacob means to supplant? The word supplant means to supersede or take the place of because of superior excellence or power. As the boys grew into men, they led very different lives. Esau was an excellent hunter and was favored by his father Isaac. In the scriptures, it stated that Jacob dwelt in tents and was favored by his mother Rebekah. But what is most important is that God loved Jacob but hated Esau. Why is that? Simply put, Jacob was righteous and Esau was wicked. Despite popular belief, God does not love everyone. He loves his children who choose to obey him, and Jacob was his child. But there is more to it than that. God chose one family to build a holy nation of people upon whom he would establish his covenant. This nation was Israel and began with Abraham. As we know, God confirmed the same covenant he established with Abraham with Isaac his son. Though Isaac had twin boys, it was Jacob, not Esau, who God had chosen to carry the seed of his holy nation and to have the birthright. What is a birthright? A birthright is a particular right of possession or privilege that one has from birth. Now traditionally, the eldest son would receive the birthright and assume the responsibilities as head of the household after his father died. He would also inherit the greater portion of his father's wealth and property. This birthright also would include the role of priest in the family. Esau thought little of his birthright. He loved the wealth and honor bestowed upon the eldest, but hated the responsibility. So he sold his birthright to Jacob for food. When Isaac was old and blind, Rebekah told Jacob to tell his father that he was Esau, so that his father could bless him. This was the will of God. The blessing of the father extended throughout his generation to the end of time. Isaac was blind in a sense to the wickedness of Esau, seeing only his strong firstborn son, who was a great hunter. To aid Jacob in getting the firstborn blessing, Rebekah prepared savory meat for Isaac. She took garments of Esau and placed them on Jacob and put goat skins upon his hands and neck so that he would feel hairy like his older brother.
Jacob went to his father Isaac, bringing him the meat. When Isaac heard his son speak, he recognized his voice to be Jacob. However, Jacob let Isaac fill his hands. Because of the goatskins that were used, Jacob felt hairy like Esau, leading Isaac to believe that this was his firstborn son. Now here is Jacob's blessing. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee and blessed be he that blesseth thee. This is found in Genesis 27, 28 to 29. When Esau came in afterwards to receive the blessing, it was too late. He cried to his father and begged him to bless him also. So Isaac blessed Esau too. Here is Esau's blessing. Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live and shall serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. This is found in Genesis 27, 39 to 40. The blessing of Jacob and Esau were different from each other. How so? And why is this important to us today? Jacob represents the nation of Israel as a whole. And not only that, but all righteous in the world, both Jews and Gentiles. His blessing has a three-part meaning. First, it pointed to the time when Israel was once a great nation during ancient days. Second, it specifically refers to the redemption of Israel as a firstborn nation during the last days. And finally, it includes God's holy word and his blood, which preserves and prepares all of his children for salvation, whether Jew or Gentile. First, the fatness of this earth represents the wealth and riches Israel once had in this world before they were conquered by wicked nations. God not only blessed Israel with his holy laws, but he also blessed them with beauty, wealth, riches, and great prosperity in this earth. Consider King Solomon, who was the richest and wisest king of Israel. During his time, Israel was at its peak of prosperity. This is because Israel was God's firstborn nation, and he had established a covenant with them, beginning with Abraham. However, Israel's power on this earth did not last because of their repeated disobedience. They had broken their part of the covenant. Dew is a small rain that falls on the ground in the morning, keeping it moist and promoting growth. Heavenly doctrine or the word of God are like dew. When we read the Bible, it is like dew falling upon us. This dew or heavenly doctrine refreshes us and revives us. It cleanses the dirt of sin away. Dew also represents the blessings that God bestows upon us, both for our spiritual and common needs. We all have heard of corn. That large grain plant that people to this day argue as to whether it's a fruit, starch, or vegetable. 
Whatever its classification, corn is the most widely produced feed grain in the United States, with most of the crop providing the main energy ingredient to livestock feed. Corn is also processed into a wide range of food and industrial product products, including fuel ethanol. Other examples including toothpaste, jams, jellies, sauces, marinades, cereals, condiments, canned fruits, and vegetables get their start from corn. Given these factors, our society and its economy would not be able to function without it. Corn can also be likened to the Word of God. And just as our economy would not be able to thrive without corn, we cannot spiritually thrive without the Word of God. Corn as a food nourishes us and provides our bodies with many health benefits. We must think of the Word as our spiritual food. It nourishes us, helping us grow and fully mature in the truth. Now the wine represents the blood of Christ. When we think in common terms, the blood flowing in our bodies is absolutely vital because it provides nutrition and respiration of tissues, takes waste away from the body and brings it to the bladder and bowels, regulates and coordinates chemically in the body, regulates the heat of the body, and it defends the body against infection. Blood is also a defense against death coming into the body. Unlike man, the life that is in the blood of Jesus is eternal. When his blood was spilled to the ground, grace was granted to all mankind, that is, the opportunity and time to repent for our sins and obey. As we can see, not all people on this earth are obedient to God's laws. But those who choose to obey, his blood is a source for eternal life. The blood of Christ feeds the Spirit, providing nutrition, it provides the breath of life to every part of us. It removes all waste matter or anything contrary to the laws of God that will harm us spiritually. It heals us of sin and death, which is the disease of the spirit. Let nations bow to thee. This part of Jacob's blessing speaks specifically of Israel's past and future. As mentioned before, Israel was once a great nation with much power beauty, and wealth. This was all taken away because of their disobedience. But during the last days, God will redeem Israel, revealing his chosen people to the entire world. He will get Israel fame amongst all the nations, and people from every kindred will cling to them because they will have the word of God. They will be revealed as God's firstborn nation and will receive a double portion of the blessings of salvation because they have the birthright. Consider this scripture in Isaiah 61, 3 and 5 to 6. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourself. Isaiah 61, 7 and 9. For your shame ye shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double, 
Everlasting joy shall be unto them, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. Getting back to the blessing of Esau. Esau represents the wicked people in this earth. In Esau's blessing, Isaac stated, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of this earth. The wicked have been given this earth to dwell in, and they enjoy the pleasures and riches that this world has to offer. These pleasures, the wealth, and land are the fatness of the earth. Now what about the dew? Remember, it was stated that dew represents not only his word, but the blessings he bestows upon us. The blessings of God not only fulfill spiritual needs, but common needs as well. God is also merciful to the wicked despite their disobedience. He has blessed them with wisdom to run the world and to live their common lives. Think of knowledge that architects have to design a building, doctors to heal, or farmers to grow crops. These are not all saints, but all of this wisdom and knowledge comes from God. Isaac also said to his eldest son, By thy sword shalt thou live. This means that the wicked nations were in constant battle to rule the world. This is still going on today, nations engaging in war. Isaac said to his eldest son, And thou shalt serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. When Israel was in power, they conquered many wicked nations, and these wicked nations, represented by Esau, were indeed in subjection to their brother Israel, represented by Jacob. Israel was eventually conquered by wicked nations. We can see that the wicked now have dominion over this world. That is what is meant by breaking his yoke from off thy neck. The Blessing of Jacob versus the Blessing of Esau The blessing of Esau or the riches and pleasures of this world will not last forever. These material things will be destroyed with fire as well as this earth. However, the blessing of Jacob pertains to his holy word, which is eternal and leads to salvation when one takes hold of it. Jacob's blessing gives the hope of redemption for Israel and all saints. If we are to be saved, we must pursue the blessings of Jacob and not the blessings of Esau. If you have any questions for this presentation, please contact us via email at info at householdofisrael.org or by phone at 219-949-9308. This presentation was developed and narrated by myself, Elizabeth Pointer. Thank you for viewing this presentation on our website. May God be with you all. Amen.